welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, all right. I mean, good and bad. It's mixed, mixed week, mixed week on the plus side. I can eat meat. I was going to say, is that the good? The, is is the good this week that finally real sausages, not not fossages and fergus and ficken, that's not on the menu anymore. Have we got real sausages? I mean, and... I, to be fair, no. We I haven't bought any meat or anything like that. But it was okay. the main realization was what day was it? It was I think it was like the first or second or whatever, and I realized I'd just gone to the physiotherapy came out and was like, I need to go buy some lunch, walked into um, my local supermarket and um, I looked at the meal deals and was like, I can choose anything. And it suddenly (laughs) hit me that I was like, shit, like there's no limits. I don't have to like think. It's like, just pick something. What did you you go um, for in there though? Um, A chicken and bacon. Just a chicken and bacon. I mean, yeah, if you're going to go from veggie to... Like not veggie to, to to meat eating, the first sandwich that you should have is probably double meat, right? Like go well, go hard or go the home. Problem, the problem is with if you're veggie and you look at the meal deals, it's it's pretty shit because basically if you don't like egg, you're fucked. Or falafel, falafel um, wraps, they ain't bad. Or there's the falafel wraps, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was just that realization that again, my limits, I wasn't limited anymore. Like I was free again. Um, so there was that, but at the same time, since the uh, since the previous um, episode of me being beaten up by a five year old, turns out that five year old has done a lot more damage than what was initially thought. So he really so, fucked you um, up. Yeah. So in the space of time from oh, the last mate. episode, I've seen a I've seen a surgeon. I've had an MRI scan, and I'm currently waiting to see if I need another operation on the knee from a chair pushed by a five-year-old honestly <laughs> so for, for anyone listening to this um episode all i'm all you need to take away from this is that scott got hit in the leg with a steel chair by a five-year-old and you will likely have even more scott stories coming up because i'm pretty sure now this could potentially but, be like the third it, month in a row that there is some sort of weekly it, reoccurring it scott story i mean but you said steel chair as if it was like WWE style. Yeah, it is. Like, That's what I've got uh, in my head. Smacked the knee. No, no, no. It was like a tiny little plastic chair. It it wasn't anything spectacular. I wish it was. <laughs> Again, all of the all of these injuries. It's like you know, for the one that I did playing football, you know, spectacular tackle, something like that. No, no, no. It was just jogging in a straight line. Like there's nothing spectacular about any of these injuries. They're quite pathetic, to be honest. Uh, the only thing spectacular is the reputation, like I said last week, the reputation this five-year-old's going to get next year when he goes into a new class. He's going to be... He won't even need to threaten people for their lunch money. The People are just going to provide <laughs> him with their lunch money. They're, he's going to be that scary. But, uh, I mean, they're five. They're five. They're not, they're not buying lunch money. They're not using lunch money. Oh, really? Money. They're five years old. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I was five. But anyways, on that note, talking about things that are spectacular, Scott, we've got a spectacular guest this week. Check out that segue. I don't normally get away with things like that, but the pro- I always ruin it, though, by recognising the fact that I've done something good yeah. because it comes as just, such a shock. just need to go with it. Oh, dear. Scott, I haven't prepared any sort of fancy intro this week because all I have to say is that 
we have returning to the podcast one of the OG guests. Um, this particular guest is someone that we had, in fact, for our second ever guest back in our first episode of January 2021. So it's been just over a year since they were last on the podcast. Um, and yeah, just absolutely over the moon to be bringing this guest back. Um, you know our guest as at Tom underscore Woods KF on Instagram. We just know him as Tom. Tom, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for having me back. You're welcome back anytime, mate. You are one of the, the pioneers <laughs> of the Doubled Up podcast. Like I said, without you in that first episode, there a lot of the other guests that our uh, listeners have enjoyed listening to wouldn't have happened. So uh, thank you. Thank, you're always welcome back. Thank you very much. No problem at all. But uh, first things first, mate. Um, like yeah. we said there in the intro, it's been uh, a year since or over a year since you last appeared mm-hmm. on the podcast so much has happened that you've changed your name on instagram you've joined the rebrand yeah. club like me yeah. um last time you were on the podcast i made a dodgy joke about how you kicked chairs or kicked frames or something <laughs> like that and that's <laughs> yeah, why yeah, you were yeah. called kick frames and now yeah. you're na- now you have rebranded to tom so uh, a lot of things have happened um tell have. Us, kind of yeah what's new mate what's been happening i know that's a really broad question but How's things been since January 2021? It, things have been things have been different. Um, I've changed kind of changed the angle at which I'm taking the whole pre-kick frames idea. Um, I was I had it under this this kick frames name that it was going to be a a social kind of um, photography idea that I would go to events and stuff like that. Um, but being getting older, I find it, I was last year I was like balls deep in arranging a wedding and, and, and stuff like that. So it was one of them things where maybe that wasn't viable. So I had to think about another plan. Um, and another plan was opening to more um, marketing kind of photography, um, brand work and stuff like that. So um, off the back of that, towards the end of last year, I obviously did the um, ambition project with the amazing Leon Avery. Um, which there's still hundreds of shots that are still yet to be seen on that. So I can promise you that there's some good ones there. Um, at the moment, I'm waiting for a sign-off on some projects with JD Sports. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going down It's going down the kind of nice, comfortable route now where I don't feel so much Instagram pressure on me anymore. So that's, that was the reason why the Tom Woods came into it. I wanted to be more personal and less society based if that makes sense no it makes complete sense how are you finding that with the projects and things like this obviously last time you were um on the podcast like you said you were you were giving away tips and things like this to, to help with new photographers and uh and now like you said you're, you're starting to do a lot more work with brands and other people and things like this how are you finding that whole experience actually it's, kind of having things come from the photography something that probably started as a hobby has now started to bring in work which is great yeah, yeah, it's it's. I remember because I kind of, in a sad way, when I came up with the idea of kick frames, I had a notepad and I kind of set out a year goal, three year goal, and five year goal. And one of my first year goals was just to get a free pair of trainers off the brand. That's all I wanted, just to set myself up as something small. And then, kind of after three years, it was trying get a paid job from them. Um, so when I got the email from JD Sports and they were like, right, we want you to do a um, 
a marketing campaign for three shoes um i looked at them goals and i was like i'm a little bit late but i've got there and that's what that's what mattered to me um as a as an am a complete amateur i've had to rely on a lot of people around me so when i when you when we say like when i was back on the last time and i was given advice to other photographers about how to pick up a camera i've similarly had to go up the ladder and speak to people that are experienced in brand work and stuff like that on how to invoice brands um how to approach brands the contact lead times and all that sort of stuff so it's it's again we're always learning always trying to do what we need to do and I suppose in, in that essence, what you were saying there before about switching kind of the, to from kick frames, obviously you're still known as kick frames. The yeah, picture on your yeah. Instagram is still the kick frames logo. Yeah. And obviously that's what the KF is at the end of your Instagram. And you even say in your yeah. bio that you are kick frames. And uh, that's obviously a big part of that. That's that's what got you to the ball almost, right? Like you yeah, taking yeah. photography under that, that got you there. Um, and yeah. now it's kind of you as Tom, the photographer, kind of taking it forward, which is uh, absolutely uh, amazing news and, and things like this um you, yeah. your, your style's changed a little bit over the last however yeah. uh, however long um you, you going through your instagram over the last couple of days to prepare for this episode it's actually quite cool you mm-hmm. can really see the transitions where um nowadays you are doing a lot of kind of color work and lots of bright backgrounds and really messing around with kind of extras in more of like yeah. an off foot way and even the stuff that you're doing on foot you're including little special effects and things like this how did you start playing around yeah. with that mate what what made what kind of made you venture into the change of uh style when it comes to your photography i'll be honest it's laziness um <laughs> that's that's going to be the simple one um not not shooting as much has been a, has been a major cause of that so a lot of the images that i've done added extra effects to um I've just been old images that I've that I've gone through the archive, found and thought, you know what, I'm going to stick that in a photo editing app and see what I can do with it. Um, for example, there's the Union Black Toe one with the um, like the sparkles going around yeah, it. Yeah. That's just on a on an app on a phone that I just whacked on there and drew it on. Nothing nothing special. Um, and it's it's believe it or not, it's it's watching TikTok as well. Um, okay. Because there's a there's a lot of creators on TikTok. Although you get the usual guff on TikTok, the pointless <laughs> rubbish, you do get a lot of creators on there that use it as a snapshot of their abilities. And if you're open to trying these things, TikTok can be an educational platform. Um, again, it's massively, massively washed out with useless guff and boring shit. But um, in general, TikTok is a good way of learning in a snapshot little things like tiny little apps and stuff like that and that's and that's where it came from really have you uh ventured into the world of tiktok yourself i mean like, i i don't use the app so you might have had you might have been posting videos for months and i have no idea but uh have you ventured ventured into it yourself and putting together any little bits on there i have yeah it's mainly what i've been doing on tiktok is mainly like when i've been in the studio um showing the setup of the of the shot um, and then showing as the editing process and then the final shot. Just quick 15-second videos just to show kind of this is what I did in the studio, this is what I did at the, in the, on the computer, and this is the final product. And then just pose questions from that, really. I think stuff like that is a massive help. Um, and like I said, the fact that TikTok and, and Instagram with reels and things like this, the fact that there are really small... Um, kind of windows for you to put these messages across like 
when Instagram TV was first introduced, right? Like you had almost like an unlimited platform and people would put yeah. together like 30 minute videos on things and it felt yeah. like you were watching another YouTube. And now yeah. with the Instagram reels and with TikTok and things like this, it's kind of max 60 second videos, for example. Yeah. And you're having to put together a cool video within that 60 seconds. People are getting like that snapshot. Like, I okay, this is how I took the picture. This is what the setup was you go and try it and let me know how it is and a lot of yeah. people are able to learn in a very very small amount of time for that yeah one of the good friends of the the show um jay lowe's from the other side of the ponds in uh, in canada who i've said that if i won the lottery i would basically hire him to become my personal photographer um <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll ship him over from canada he can come and live with me in london and he'll be my personal photographer but um he, he, again he does some amazing things on reels and things like this where he shows how yeah. he like the setup of the, the the shots and and how he does certain things with light effects and things like this it's absolutely incredible but it's really yeah. easy to consume content where people are able to get better, which is, I mean, hey, you've got to help bring people yeah. up, right? That's it. That's, and that's the main thing. Like, I've had loads of people pick up a camera because of me, and I've always been wanting to help people um, develop their camera skills. Uh, just because I'm busy now with my own personal life, I'm not going to make out that I'm, a, I'm, I'm being inundated with photography jobs but because of the personal life buying a house getting married all that sort of stuff my my time isn't necessarily i'm not able to use my time to offer the advice to people so given that like you say that 15 second that 60 second snapshot on online is almost it almost becomes a a learning catalog for people if that makes sense um that's if they want to use my like, you know some people might think my shots are shit but you know um if if they if they, if they get something from it, even if they get um, how to set up a tripod or what what backdrop mm. backdrop to use, if they get something from it, then that's what, that's what makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the way it's going as well, isn't it? With Instagram yeah. now, like yeah. the reach that you get on reels and stuff like that is so oh, much more than you do. Unreal, yeah. Which is a real shame because I'm really shit at reels, so <laughs> it's just. Start watching some of Tom's TikToks, mate, and you'll be uh, you'll be, you'll be I, putting I, I'm together in no, no time. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Although I ra- completely random, and I've I I was just going back through the podcast page to your last episode yeah. and clicked on what is now at Kick Frames. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just a random um, guy. Well, I say guy. It is a random person, which what I assume is Mandarin with three pictures of karate silhouettes. So yeah. that that's that's <laughs> I someone I thought literally that was really weird. Yeah, they jumped on that so fast it was unreal. Quick. As soon as as soon as I changed to, to Tom Woods KF, um I think I went to have a look if it was still still available three days afterwards and it had gone. Cuz they they give you a little message don't they when you change your name because obviously I recently yeah. uh rebranded from the uh, sw sneakers to uh just again me and um it, it comes up with a little message like this should be available for 14 days i mean clearly yeah. Kick frames is uh, a name in demand mate well i should have should have kept it and uh put a price on it <laughs> hey, but, that, that you know. probably would have helped towards the wedding mate probably would have helped towards it probably the wedding. Would have <laughs> <been> <laughs> sw sneakers 
Yes. Nobody's taken SW sneakers. Sorry, they're missing out. Great there is name. a WS sneakers though. Oh wait, no, no, there isn't. There isn't just an SW sneakers. Yeah, well, I had to put the underscore um, at the end of it because there was an SW yeah, sneakers. that's a that's a sneaker reseller. Yeah, see, no one. Not yeah. me. Oh. I can confirm it's not me. It is not me. <laughs> um, <coughs> not anyways, anything. anyways, hey, if you want to resell sneakers, you resell <laughs> sneakers. I don't care. Make your money, whatever. But um, talking about sneakers, bringing this back to our realm scott um one of the big <laughs> things we were actually chatting before we hit the record button um tom uh, yeah. y- you appeared in a very special episode last year because you appeared in our kind of end of 2020 roundup where we spoke about some of our favorite pickups and things like this we've asked what's new in regards yeah. to to you and what you've been doing and work and photography and things like this how was 2021 for you in the terms of uh, pickups any sort of like shining pairs that you, you managed to pick up because you were going heavy on the Yeezys when you joined us for that episode. Like you, the the, Zev, yeah. the Yeezy seven hundred V three, you were loving them, mate. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that change last year? Evolve? What? How um, did that go? It it kind of it it kept on going, then stopped. Uh, it stopped at that horrible copper colorway that was absolutely gothic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got every I've, I've got every single V three all the way up until that one. Um, and then I don't know if I'm going to carry on because I can't not have that one. If I had that one, I'd carry on buying them just so I had them all. Oh, okay. Um, just, just, yeah, and that's, that's because of my impulsive um, ways. I want, I, if I've got a colorway of a shoe that I like and I've got it in a, in a, in a routine of having the first, the second, the third, then my impulsiveness is just, well, why not get the fourth, fifth, and sixth? Then? So now yeah. I've put a stop on it at the seventh. I'm like, I don't really want the eighth and all that sort of stuff. That's really interesting. I mean, it's something that's actually that's hitting home for me big time this week because uh, I've um, I was I've been chatting to a good friend of previous guest of the podcast, Rich, um, uh, who is behind the um, Instagram page um, at MB Made. I don't know if it's like NB underscore Made. I'm really sorry, Rich. I'm trying to plug your pod uh, your um, Instagram handle here and completely <laughs> butchering it. But anyways, Rich is a good friend of the podcast, previous guest. And um, he put up a really interesting post the other day about how, like, he's been trying to get rid of a lot of his shoes and having a massive clear out um, because he didn't need them. You end up having so much stuff that is taking yeah, up space. Yeah. And I started doing a couple of things as well. Like, I've started to clear out a couple of pairs, pairs that have amazed Scott that I've got rid of because for someone that's big into ZX like I am, I've got rid of things like the OG um, Aqua colorway. Like, I've been getting rid of a couple mm-hmm. of the big ZX colorways. Nah, nah. But it's kind of feeding into what you were saying there. Like I kind of got into this habit of, well, I I I need to have this colorway, and if I have that colorway, I have to have this one, and if I have that colorway, I have yeah. to have this one, and you end up having boxes and boxes. It's quite interesting it. to to hear you say about how like you've stopped buying that silhouette because you didn't yeah. like that one. Like it's it, all That's or nothing. It. Yeah, and if and like I say, if they if they bring out if they bring out the best colorway they've ever created in the Yeezy catalog for the next one, I probably won't buy it. Because That's I've mental my to pattern. me. That is absolutely it's, mental to me. It's just the way my brain works. Like with the patterns, um, I've got the maroons, um, and then someone's my missus just bought me the monarchs. Um, best so, colorway, um, hands down. Love that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So obviously now I'm my impulsive mind I need is the going, blue and the black. Where do I get the blue and the black? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're both thing. nice. If if neither of them were nice, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not bothered. I'll stick it to. It's crazy. This is the problem that I had. Crazy. I like I'm I 
picked up the Monarchs because I didn't like. I just had to have that shoe. Um, paid resale on those, mm-hmm. and then got very lucky through the help of uh, Matt and um, Ryan to get the Aquas, and then I managed to get the Maroons. But I'm missing that black pair. But to me, it was like now, I'm not that fussed about. I the monarchs are the ones that will stay. They have to stay. But everything yeah. else, I'm yeah. now, I'm I've kind of accepted that I'm not paying for that black pair because I don't like it enough. And now it's like if I'm not gonna have all of them, then it doesn't matter how many I have. I can keep yeah, yeah. and because there is that part yeah. of my mind that's like, I've got three out of four. Like really. Like this is it's gonna really bug me. I either need to have all of them or just like one or two, because otherwise, yeah, yeah like I say, my mind is gonna tick over um, that there's just that one little piece of the puzzle missing. Yeah, well, it's, it's a very sneak ahead thing, isn't it? Like it's, it's very like oh, uh, yeah. collection or nothing. I mean, like, so I, I've I've tried it's not to normal. <laughs> I've really I've tried to completely eliminate normal. that. I've tried to completely eliminate that from my mindset this week because it's one of those things that like. Living in a two-bedroom house in London, anyone that lives in like a built-up city area, like you know, you don't get a lot of storage with these like uh, kind of flats and, and rented accommodation and things like this. And it's not like you can start bolting up shelves and things like this because yeah. you don't own the place. Um, you're limited with how much space you have, and I, I can't be having boxes that are collecting dust just because it's quote unquote good for the collection. So, but anyways, we can talk about that another time. Um, any yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> any any other big pickups? So, would would you say um, that you just said there that you got the maroon uh, patterns? Got the maroon, yeah. Would would you say that's up there as one of the big ones that you got in in twenty twenty one? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I I'll be honest. I missed I missed the boat on all the patterns. Um, and it was I I can't remember what I was. I think I was organizing the wedding at the time. And I was oh, taking yeah. like yeah, that's, that makes a sense. Bit of, yeah, a bit of time away from trainers in general, and kind of just me. I knew they were coming. Just you know when you just lose complete control for a, yeah. a fortnight or something like that. And um, I jumped back in after the wedding, and I was like, oh shit, I missed like what what's going on here? So I was like, right, I need to I need to try and pull some favors, and just whacked it on my story. <laughs> And um, a couple of people said, "Yeah, I've got I've got a pair of the maroons if you want them." Ideally, I wanted the monics, um, but I just I was just happy Vegas to get any choosers, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, then I, um, I, I sold one of my pairs exactly the same way. It was one of those things. I picked up a pair for good friend again, good friend of the podcast, Ryan Total Soul. I had a second pair from yeah. sneakers that I was kind of if I if they're if they're in hand and I like them, I'll keep them. If not, it'll be easy to get yeah. rid of. And I think Calf. Hello. I put I put it up on my story and then. Calf reposted it and said, "Anyone want them?" And yeah, I ended up had someone that was very, very happy in my local area um, to, to 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 pick those up for retail. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I'd... off the top of my head, there isn't really anything that stood out. I mean, do you get any of the off-white more... dogs? I've got the lot four, lot lot thirty-four, um, but I'm honestly looking to get rid of them because I don't wear them. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm to just put it out here. I'm open for trade. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there what, we go. What is, what is it about? What is it about that shoe? Because this isn't the first time we've heard this about the off-white dunks. Like people were really hot on them, and now I think you're the second person in a week I've heard that is like, yeah, I'm looking to get rid of them because for whatever reason. I don't. I can't tell you what it is, but for me personally, and I'm not other other sneakerheads or other people that have got might turn around and go. 
he's talking out his arse. But for me, they just shape isn't the same as the other dunks. Like I've got a pair of um, I can't. Is it the UNLV, the red and the grey ones? Yeah, I can't remember. Honestly, I've lost track of what the names of each colorway yeah. is now. There's so um, fucking many of them. But I've got a pair of them downstairs, and they fit like a glove. The shoe, I wear them every day, and the shoe still keeps its shape. Obviously, there's creases on the toe box and stuff like that, but it's kept its shape, and it looks like a proper shoe. The Dunk, I put them on once, and I feel like, you know when you just buy a pair of brand new pods for your first day in year seven? And I just, <laughs> I can't I can't get about them. I'm, I just I just don't like them. Do you, do you, it's, do you reckon it's, it's all the add-on bits? Because like, I do, do you think it's all like the extra lacy bits that have like messed with the construction yeah, of the I, shoe a little bit? I mean, bit? I can sh- I can show you. I'm staring at them right now. I've taken <laughs> all of the over-the-top lacing off, and the, it's the tongue as well. The tongue just it's so intrusive. I like I like a slimline tongue that sits just behind the laces. Doesn't really like doesn't stand out. And the blue, big blue spongy tongue just. It smacks you in the face every time you wear it. Uh, well, um... it's 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 a weird one because like when uh, we were looking at them, me and Matt were like the suede pairs are the better pairs. But when I got my lot, the quality on this lot thirty four are is amazing. It's just for some reason the shape just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I just I I was very glad when I got my lot that it was a leather pair rather than a suede because I think in yeah. hindsight I would I I wear the leather pair much more than I do I would a suede grey a light grey suede pair like it's just but it is one of those where like I say for some reason people yeah I think after that hype has died people aren't on them as much but I prefer these to the original ones like I think they're just the the original ones are just so busy for me that it just didn't work but this yeah I I, I like them but like I say you're not alone because yeah there's quite a few people that are now going Mm, mm. <laughs> but I'll, I'll bring up another shoe that I'm looking at on your Instagram now that's very much a bit of mm, foam runners oh mate beautiful amazing <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly honestly I, when I first saw them I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit that I'm a bit of a hype beast on this one I'm not gonna lie um, when I first saw them I was like everyone else that's got working eyes they are horrific um but as soon as you get them and put your your foot into them and walk around in them for any more than five minutes, you realise that they are probably the com- the most comfortable thing you've ever worn. They're, they're very comfy. They are very. They comfy. are very comfy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm only going to say um, that though because me and Scott have made a truce. The whole of okay. la- the whole of last year we were battling. I was team foam runner. He was team yeah. croc. Crocs. And we've just settled. Okay. We've settled in the middle and just agreed that we're both team Reebok Beatnik. Beatnik. So I'm. I'm not. I'm. That, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. They're comfy. Yeah. They're a comfy shoe. So I'll. I'll throw one back then. What's the thoughts on the Soleil Bembry Crocs? <laughs> Go on, Matt. Right. Okay. I bashed that shoe for yeah. ages. Right. Absolutely yeah. ages. Because I don't. I. I it, it's almost like a croc is trying to be and i'm sure people are going to completely disagree with me now but it is kind of like the perfect in between right between a croc and a foam runner and also didn't mm-hmm. like some of the colorways like i didn't like how the um brownie pair was all brown and i didn't like how the green pair was all green and i right. very very quickly changed my mind when i saw that you can change the strap 
And as soon as I saw that you can change the strap to an orange strap, I was like, hold the phone. You put that little bit of orange on there and now all of a sudden it looks really cool. They change. And yeah, uh, yeah that was like I said, I don't like them. I don't like the look of them when it's all one color. But like you said, the minute yeah. you change, I think the green pair comes with a cream strap, which I really like. The brown pair comes okay. with an orange strap, which I really like. The minute you change that, it's kind of like changing the laces on your shoe, right? And the minute, like sometimes, yeah. uh, sometimes a lace swap, like for me, the maroon, going back to the, the Pata Air Max 1 maroon, mm-hmm. I really don't like that shoe until you put cream laces in it. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that shoe with cream laces in it. Um, yeah. So I think for me, that's my opinion on the Salehi Crocs. The fact that they're mm-hmm. reselling for what they're reselling for is madness. The fact that it's like Why a is six, the price they're I think going last for? time I checked was like six, seven hundred pounds for a croc. Wow. Like, that's stupid. Wow. I mean, wow. I think they're fantastic. Like I absolutely <laughs> love them. I think they're brilliant. I am. I am very much team croc. Crocs. Um, and I thought these were brilliant, but they were impossible to get hold of. Yeah. In terms of resell, because I knew that question was coming up, the Manemsha, um, which is like the kind of brownie colorway, is in my size is the highest bid is £420. Um, however, however, um, the white pair, um, which I didn't realize was a friend of Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're not releasing to the public. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they are eight hundred and four pounds with the lowest ask at two thousand two hundred pounds, which Jesus. obviously is my. But the fact that a croc is going for four hundred pounds is mind blowing. Um, it does genuinely make a foam runner look cheap, because yeah. you're like, I thought the resale price on those was mad, but I mean, just looking, the Okra foam runner is going at one hundred and fifty quid. That seems quite reasonable in comparison to these crocs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but isn't but yeah, it isn't I, it quite funny great. that can't get isn't it quite funny that for a lot of croc lovers they were looking at the foam runner thinking why would you spend one hundred and fifty pounds on a foam runner when you can pick up a pair of Crocs for forty to seventy quid right like some of the collabs on a Croc were like yeah. at most seventy quid and yeah. isn't it quite funny that actually now we're looking at a Croc and saying that a foam runner's cheap like it's almost kind of flips yeah. the switch in I that mean, sense but. What Salehi has done, what Salehi has done, is absolutely phenomenal in the, fe- oh, in the yeah. sense of yeah. he. Yes, that Croc, Crocs were on a high anyways, but the fact that he has taken, like, he strapped a rocket to the back of uh, Crocs, yeah. and at that that one pair has completely outperformed what I anticipated. It's gone absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. mental. Uh, so, so some decent pickups this year. Some decent pickups, maybe some that aren't staying, but some decent pickups all yeah. in all. So- so what do you yeah. think is like 2021 like as a whole then? Do you reckon it was a decent year for shoes or do you reckon it wasn't quite on par as the previous year? Because this is quite a hot debate topic. I would say that um, it's probably not as good as previous years. Um, the only kind of shoes that really stand out in my mind as future classics, and I, I, can, I can only really think of think of one, and that's the Omar Mani Air 3. Um, and that's and that's not. I didn't have it. I, I, I'm not a three person. I don't wear threes. But I just love. There was so much hype about that, and it. And when they dropped, everyone was um, complimentary about it. Not one person said anything negative. Like the whole product was was perfect. So that mm. for me, there's only really, from my point of view, there's only really that one notable release from last year. Um, 
where as you think as the previous year there was all sorts. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Yeah, but, off off white fives, uh, off white fours, yeah. Um, yeah. fragment threes. There was quite a lot. Um yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think the two big hitters from last year that everybody was commenting on was the the Travis Jordan ones, high mm. or low. Mm. And the fra- and the uh, and Mamiya threes. They were the two yeah. that everybody kept speaking about. Yeah. Um but, I'll just I mean, I'll be yeah. honest, I'm also I'm also bored of this three three band collaboration thing as well. Um <laughs> I'm I I don't I don't get it. Like Travis Scott and Nike fine, Fragment and Nike fine, but why does Fragment have to join me Travis Scott? It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um I understand that Travis liked the original colorway. Um so I understand the whole story, but three brands to collaborate on a shoe it's just a little bit too much it's a bit weird and i must admit that one collaborator that i mean it in a way it's i say it's clever but at the same time it's kind of again i don't know why they've done it is sean Wotherspoon. yeah his shoes his own silhouette are triple collabs Mm -hmm. it is a sean Wotherspoon disney nike collab yeah. Not Nike, Adidas collab, sorry. Don't know why I've yeah. gone there. But it makes no sense to me. Like it, The only thing Disney about it is the fact it's got Jiminy Cricket on the tongue. It's really bizarre <laughs> to me because all of them have that that logo, therefore it's a triple collab. It, does it need to be? Probably not. Yeah. No. But, of course, he wants Jiminy Cricket on the tongue, so they've got to get the rights from somewhere, don't they? Yeah, so it's just a bit unnecessary for me, but that's the way it's gone it's last year. Hopefully, hopefully the three brands will go this year. That'd be four. Oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I always I flip off. I always flip flop with this. And for anyone that has obviously listened to this podcast for a very long time, you'll know that uh, I'm the I'm the the king of flip flopping and changing my mind and things. At like this one minute, I'm absolutely adamant that I absolutely hate the triple collab, and then sometimes I look at a triple collab and think that's never been done, has it? And that's I mean sometimes I mean sometimes something doesn't make sense and that's all that needs like it, it might not necessarily make sense but it's never been done so hey let's try it I mean sometimes you've got to throw some uh, shit against the wall and see what sticks eh? yeah and uh, I think that's true. sometimes what these triple collabs almost seem like to me is the brands are kind of going hey let's see if it works and sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't and yeah I mean if it does then I'm sure we'll see more and more and more collabs in in the future. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad that we've been able to get a little bit of a, a 2021 roundup. Seeing as seeing as we got the 2020 roundup from you, I feel as if every single year we're going to have to get you on towards the beginning of the year and see like the book, book the, the end for next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll book we'll, we'll get our people to talk to your people and we'll schedule you yeah, in for a, a 2022 yeah. roundup. But um, one of the things talking about 2022 that we 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 need to definitely make sure that we're shouting about is you yourself, Tom. This is a theme that happened uh, that we spoke about the whole way through the last episode, right? We, yeah. we, we had a big piece in the last episode about mental health. Um, and yeah. it's something that you want to try, that you champion um, in, in a lot of ways. And one of the things recently you've been doing to try and uh, push the message of positive mental health and trying to, to raise awareness is uh, you've been doing a little bit of kind of clothing and merch. Um, so yeah. definitely want to make sure that we're screaming and shouting about that. So do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about kind of this particular project, um, how it yeah. started, what is it, so and, and, and how people can kind of get any of this stuff yeah so i left just before i got married so september time i joined a new business um 
They're a brand new fulfillment center in the UK. Um, they do all sorts of printing, um, merchandise for Etsy stores and stuff like that. And as a as a worker there, I get a discount on them on my if I open a store, I get a discount. Um, and originally, I wanted to self-indulge in um, selling my posters and stuff like that. So I obviously I would get a discount off that and sell it for a profit. I would make more profit than someone that didn't work there. Um, but having uploaded my designs onto the website and, and getting everything on what I thought was finalized, the company came back and said, because you've got the Nike Spruce or the Adidas logo on there, we're, we're not prepared to fulfill it for you um, because of copyright issues. So I had a back and forth with them and I said, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to sell the product. I'm, it's, it's photojournalism. It's fine. It's legal, blah, blah, blah. And they were coming back saying, well, we need to, you need to get some sort of copyright. Um, so I was like, I'm going to give up on that. It's too much energy. So I thought, well, I've always wanted to do something um, to raise money for charity, something that can tick over, something that I don't really need to manage. Um, so why don't I create a, like I was doing, like I think it was lockdown 2020, um, the vinyl print t-shirts and stuff like that that I was making myself. Um, why don't I use my discount to um, maximize the profit that comes from that and then give that to just give the profit to charity. So I'm not, I'm putting the work in. I'm taking what I pay personally out of the product and then everything that's classed as profit will then go to a charity. Um, it can then tick over itself and then I can just keep funding the charity. So I'll put it together. I put a, I originally started doing the KF logo and I thought it needs to be something that's got a bit more of a message. And obviously with, I champion all mental health, but I think being being male, obviously, there's the whole thing about men opening up and men talking about their problems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what's what's the easiest way of putting that message on a jumper? And I literally, and I know it's not, it's not like an Einstein epiphany or anything like that. It's literally on a talk. And I just wanted to. I wanted to put something simple on there and I literally just went on the design space that's on the computers on the company's website and just used a font. You, and I just typed one, a talk arranged it. And I thought, you know what, that was quite nice. Stuck it on a t-shirt and bought the t-shirt myself and it, and it came out really well. It really, really nice. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. And then because we're a new business um, operating in the UK, we're, we're as, as the business moves forward, we're getting new products in, um, and new techniques so we've now got the opportunity to do a front embroidery and a back um, direct garment print which is just a basically a big clothing printer half a million pounds worth of kit just prints t-shirts like it's going out of fashion um and i spoke to one of my local mates around here in wolverhampton jmo studios he owns a studio but he does everything kind of creative he's an absolutely fantastic guy and he's he's suffered before um and i just said to him like i know you're really good with photoshop and paint shop and all that sort of stuff can you create this and i literally just went i want want to talk in a speech bubble with loads of graffiti and he went 10 minutes later he sent me the P- the PNG file and that's the one I talk thing that's on there now. And I think that's going to be the staple thing. So I'm going to try and push that as a, a bit of clothing that hopefully if it takes off is just a, a, a nice, a nice engine that just keeps running and just keeps raising money for mental health charities. 
what's the um uh, what's the actual charity that you're supporting at the minute so uh, i mean do you, do you have mind okay so it's so, so mind and is it always going to be mind yeah. or is it going to be something well, that it changes on a regular basis or what, what kind of the plans there Good. mind think, is a I fantastic for, charity yeah yeah i think i think going forward uh, for the first kind of quarter of the year we're probably going to do mind and then we'll look at changing it going forward for other things like um um, men specific female specific we'll go we'll we'll go into every single um, niche of the mental health and we'll find a charity for that and then i was also going to do um obviously i haven't had that many orders i'm not going to sit here and say i've had loads of orders but what we were going to do is when the orders become to a steady point we were going to pick some one person that ordered from from me and split the profit and then some profit go to the mental health charity and that and some of the profit go to whatever charity that person chooses no that's really that's a really cool idea and that way you're, you're giving a little bit of autonomy over to the uh the, yeah the consumer and allowing them to kind of pick where they yeah. want that money to, to, to go which i think when it comes to charity everyone has different reasons for wanting to support different charities exactly. maybe it is that that yeah. charity helped them or it helped to love one of theirs or whatever it is um, but I think it's a really good idea, and I, I think it's amazing to to see that you're continuing to kind of push a positive message when it comes to mental health. And like I said, you're yeah. using this idea because, as I said, what originally started as a way of making yourself a little bit more, more money, you were able to then spin and think, actually, how can I still use this to benefit yeah. other means? Uh, and, and actually, that subtle little thing of, well, I get a discount, so therefore I can put more profit into the charity um is a really good way of uh, of thinking i mean at the minute you've got t-shirts on there i do believe t-shirts hats yeah. um jumpers i'm assuming seeing as you're doing it through this printing company future plans really rely on what they can do i assume but yeah, uh, yeah. are there any sort of other i know you've said there that you want to do future plans of supporting different charities and different mental health initiatives but is there any sort of future plans for other product at all um, at the moment, I think we're just going to keep it at T-shirts, hats, and we might introduce a mug. Um, I, I'm going to try and approach approach some charities about maybe using some of their information to put them on the mugs. Um, so it'll have the Wanna Talk brand on a mug, and then on the back it will have like an, a what's the word kind of a list of contact numbers, who to talk to, when to talk to them, and kind of a read up on what the whole Wanna Talk thing's about with some useful information in there so that you know as you're drinking a coffee you can either say want to talk or you can show someone where they need to go when they need to talk i like that idea and who who, who you, you can never have too many mugs everyone loves a mug don't no, they everyone that's loves it. a mug yeah that's it that's uh, it. one for home one for the office one for everywhere else so hey yeah you can never yeah. have too many um yeah. no that's really cool i mean we're going to jump on to our next segment in just a moment, Tom. But before we jump on to our yeah. next segment, I think it's only right that you tell the people where it is that they can actually grab any of this stuff if they're listening today and want to support you and want to support these charities. Uh, where is it they can find any of this Wanna Talk merchandise? So if you go onto Etsy and you look for the store kick frames, or if you go into my Instagram bio at Tom Woods, uh, Tom underscore Woods KF, um, the Etsy link is in my. Uh, bio on my instagram page and that should take you to everything that's in the store 
Fantastic. Well, on that, uh, we'll move on to our first main segment of the podcast. Uh, For anyone that is new and has no idea what we're about to move on to, we are about to move on to Shoes Round. Every single week, we spend a little bit of time reminiscing on some of the biggest uh, headlines that have been uh, happening around the sneaker world. This week, Scott is going to take Shoes Round. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Scott for Shoes Round. Thank you very much. Um, not gonna lie, we're a bit worried about this one because it's been a very <laughs> slow news week. Yeah. But it's like the sneaker gods listened because this morning, fresh <laughs> off the press, some interesting um, occurrences outside of Size Birmingham. Um, Size being UK kind of footwear store. Um, today saw the release of the. Nike SP Dunk Low Dark Marina Blue, my double down for last week. But um, I had to laugh when we saw the Instagram story from the Size Birmingham page saying, we are going to do first come first served on this pair. Please queue nicely. Ten minutes later, the next story, launch cancelled. To which we knew that something was up very quickly, um, some videos started emerging of quite large-scale brawls um, happening outside of the store. Um, Very kind of unsavoury images of, yeah, fists flying, things being thrown um, all over a pair of SP, not even SB, SP, standard sportswear dunks. Um, The thing is, there was only rumoured to be anywhere between 9 to 12 pairs of this shoe actually in store anyway um and from what i've heard talking to um some of the people that were there and from the size account basically it was all very well and going very well up until the last about 10-15 minutes where all of a sudden it seemingly kicked off because people were trying to jump the queue um it's been going everywhere people have a lot of opinions i don't think i've seen any positivity or any reason for this whatsoever it's just ridiculous um why things like this are still occurring um, and why it always seems to be over such meaningless things such as shoes and you know even a release like this they're trying to do something nice trying to make it first come first serve back to the way it used to be before covid because that's one of the reasons they do a lot of the in-store raffles was because of covid initially um, and it looks like that's going to be the way it continues because um, basically we can't play nice. Um, so, yeah, not the best um, kind of look for us as collectors and people that are kind of into this scene, and, yeah, it doesn't reflect well. No, definitely doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there isn't really much to say about this news story other than just... Sort your, sort your lives out, basically. Like that's, exactly. Yeah. That's all yeah. we really need to say. Like I yeah. said, there isn't too much to say. It's not like we have to. It's not like we can have too much of opinion on this, other than simply there shouldn't be any sort of situation where there is any sneaker release of any kind where it results in any sort of violence outside of a store. Obviously, there are plenty of examples where this has happened over the years, um, even dating back to, I do believe, wasn't it, the the Pigeon Dunks, where um, Mm -hmm. when it was originally released back in the early 2000s, people had to be rushed out the back of the store to taxis to to get away from people wanting to mug you outside the shop. And obviously, it's not the first time 
it's happened. It's not the last time it will happen either, unfortunately. No. Um, but it's just, yeah, I just, yeah, there's nothing else to say other than sort your lives out. It is just a pair of shoes. In this instance, it's a shoe that even if you were there to resell and make a little bit of money, knowing the, the way that the dunk market is going, all, is, is all of that worth it for 20 to 30 quid profit after fees? Um, so yeah, it's it's sad to see because a lot of people do want the the quote unquote good old days where you are going to meetups and meeting people and hearing stories and learning about these shoes and that's where the the OGs get to in, get introduced to the newbies and uh, it does seem to be that that is lost. Not I'm, I'm not saying as if I'm from that experience. I, I I think we've said before on previous episodes, Scott. Neither of us are necessarily old school cures when it comes to sneakers, but uh, it's something that. I've wanted to do something that as we start Mm -hmm. getting out of lockdown, it's something that I really want to do. But again, you kind of almost have to look at these things and think, actually, is it the best? Is it worth it? Is it worth me going to a first come first serve? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but just, it's sad to see. It's sad to see. It is. But uh, Tom, what do you think about this one? Uh, Echo what you've said. Um, It's for a, for a shoe that's going to give you 20 to 30 pound profit. Um, but you're probably going to spend the night in in the cell. Is it really worth it? Um, I, I understand. I understand that, especially cities like Birmingham, they've had an influx of reselling stores. Um, so it's a case of you can you can walk into a store, buy off the shelf, and you can get quick money. Um, but that still doesn't detract from the the just utterly dickhead behaviour of getting into a getting into a fight over a shoe. It's just regardless of the ease of getting the money. It's just being a plonker, really. Yeah, I mean, you'll know, Tom. Uh, it, it's size Birmingham is a very small store as yeah. well. Like it is tiny, um, and you know, in general, they're very good. Um, the staff in there are always brilliant. They get good releases, and it's just a shame that you know they feel that they can't kind of do what they feel sh- they should be able to do. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I say. I mean, you see it in London. You hear about the scooter boys, yeah. And people picking up pairs, going off to Proxied or wherever the local resale shop is, and just basically just dropping them off and getting their money. But yeah, it does seem silly to me. It's not much. And the problem is, I think like a lot of the backlash I've seen today has been primarily from older people. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of comments like, oh, look at what the kids are doing. And yes, they do look very young. The people in these videos do look young. But the problem is it's a very small minority giving the majority a bad name as well. Because people are going to look at this and go, well, look what's happening to the scene. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It is. If you look at there's about three, four people trying to beat up the rest of them. Like, it's just it is a very small minority of people that you don't know what situation they're in you know they could be incredibly desperate for money in this 20 30 yeah. quids could be everything to them but it doesn't deserve that type of behavior in any way shape or form um and hopefully we don't see this ever ever again but yeah yeah on that um yeah basically sort your shit out guys and on that i'll pass over to matt for our <laughs> next segment um Double up, double down, where Matt, and I will, I'm going to emphasise this this week, uh, Matt is looking at the upcoming releases for the coming week, picking a double up, something that he likes, 
<laughs> he's giving me a proper dirty look right now. A double down, something that he dislikes, and a sleeper pick, something that he thinks is going to fly under the radar. So, Matt, over to you. <laughs> Right, first things first, I already know that you're going to give me shit for this week because ha- what is that sort of... I say thank you. <laughs> well, like Normally I say thank you, Scott, for you passing... Well, week. no, I'm not going to say thank you. You've, just you've basically, already said it twice. You've laughed at me. You've just laughed at me while passing the <laughs> mic over to me. I'm not yeah. impressed already, Scott. I'm not impressed already. We, 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 this, this was a hotly debated topic when you were sending through. Um, we, we struggled for news and initially double up, double down. You yeah. were like, I just, I don't know. I don't know, and everything I suggested, you were like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so to, to give the listeners a little bit of an insight, Pete behind the curtain and all that jazz, uh, obviously a couple of days before we record these episodes, and we're currently recording on Thursday, the 3rd of Feb. So by the time this episode comes out, you might be thinking, well, what do you mean, Matt? There's nothing good coming out this week because I've just heard of this release and that release and this release. There is obviously a time difference between when we record this episode and when the episode goes live. There's about three or four days and a lot can happen in three or four days in the sneaker world. But as of day of recording, I was looking at the upcoming releases and thinking there ain't really a hell of a lot coming out. A lot of people are raving about Bad Bunny forums and things like this. They ain't my cup of tea. I know Scott's high on them. A lot of people are raving about other shoes that we're going to be talking about, and I'm not really that high on them. But we do always start this segment off on a high, double up, and there is one particular shoe that I am very high on this week. I'm kind of cheating a little bit because it has already had a US release, and we are now going towards an international release, and that is the Amy Leondor Times New Balance 993 in the beige, blue, and maroon colorway. This isn't a shoe that's going to be new to your feeds, guys. This is going to be something that you've seen now for a good couple of months because it did have a release from Amy Leondor um, uh, kind of late... Uh, 2021 Uh, but looking at the shoe itself it is a 993 silhouette it has a predominantly beige um, upper uh, all around the kind of mudguard of the shoe up by the side around the heel and then what you then see towards the upper as well on the toe box and again a little bit more towards the sides uh, of the shoe is a combination of a really nice almost purpley blue mesh with um, uh, nubuck or or leather overlays um, in this kind of lovely maroon color Uh, the shoe itself is then topped off with a black tongue black sock liner black set of laces and a predominantly black um, midsole and outsole with again a lovely maroon kind of heel counter towards the back of the shoe Um, branding on the back of the shoe uh, as well you've got the Amy Leondor branding overall really really nice looking shoe as I said has already released from Amy Leondor themselves Uh, however we have been able to see a more international launch on end launches so uh, this particular shoe is releasing um, on the 11th of february for a recommended retail price of 210 pounds which for people that missed out from ald are probably very very thankful for because what we do typically find with ald releases coming from the states being this kind of made in usa product 
we always get hit with duties and customs fees, right? So a lot of people would have spent a hell of a lot more money on this. Um, and now's your opportunity to not only have a second chance at it, but hopefully have a, a slightly cheaper second chance at it as well. But overall, I absolutely love this pair. I mean, it's it's just absolutely beautiful colours, which Amy Leondor absolutely smash. I know a lot of people weren't too happy with the solid black midsole but i just think it works really really nicely with these colors on the upper so yeah i am a big fan of this shoe uh tom what do you reckon yes. of these, mate so you've just the final point you made there is my big sticking point on that shoe thought so um, yeah <laughs> the the black the black outsole and midsole it it is a beautiful shoe um the, the colors the beige the maroon the blue look really nice going together but for some i don't know whether it's just me but i don't like any shoe that's got a nice color color blocking on the top and then they, it almost looks like they've gone you know what i, I don't know what we're going to do we'll just put a black sole on it and we'll, and we'll go with it you're not alone um, a lot of people have said and because what we're seeing here for the international release is just this colorway but there was a beef and broccoli pair where it was brown and green on the uh amy leon yeah. release and again it had a black midsole and a lot of people no, were no. like love it don't love the black midsole. So it is something that is a matter of kind of contention with a lot of people. Some people yeah. either absolutely love I mean, it or some people hate it. Yeah, I've got my my favourite pair of 992s here. And I look at what they've done with the, uh, I'll just show you that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So just the fact that they've made the effort to use two contrasting colours on the sole that work with what's on the upper just makes the shoe tie in better. Um so it just feels like a lazy bit of design work to just put a, a black outsole on there for me. Other than that, if I was to give it out of 10, I'd say it's probably about a six out of six, six and a half out of 10. Uh, six and a half out of 10. I mean, it's over 50%. For some exams, that's yeah. a pass. For some exams, yeah. that's a pass. Um, talking yeah. about passing exams, let's pass it over to our teacher. Scott, what do you <laughs> think about this? Uh, I very much like these Um I know I was obviously laughing on the intro, but this is something that we did agree on. Um, they're beautiful. Um, they're just so well done in terms of colour blocking. I do have to agree that black midsole, like it, it looks a bit cheap. Just the midsole bit, the whole all black just doesn't look right. But the problem is, I don't know what would what look they could have done better. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a weird one, but I think they're brilliant. I think they're lovely. They're the colour blocking, the quality of them just looks great. Amy Leondor have smashed it um, with New Balance pretty much every time they've done something. Um, next shoe we are going to move on to is uh, this week's Double Down. And I think some people are going to disagree with this one, um, but I've already said my piece about this particular silhouette in the past and I don't like what this collaborator has done with this shoe the double down this week is the acronym times nike blazer low in particular in the uh, night maroon colorway now if you are looking at this particular shoe uh, the shoe itself is a standard kind of um nike blazer low um so it, it's all kind of that classic silhouette we know what that shoe is kind of shaped like um mostly maroon upper it looks like kind of a, a, a maroon suede upper um it does have some little hits of a bright fluorescent yellow swoosh fluorescent uh yellow insole or sock liner sorry um, you've got then kind of a bright, almost infrared, kind of neon pinky 
uh, tongue with black laces and additional black suede going over the eyelets. The um, midsole and outsole for this shoe is kind of this predominantly grey colourway. Uh, but what it kind of draws attention to this particular shoe is the fact that it has loads of cuts all over it. So if you look at the upper of the shoe, it has loads of cuts, uh, which is basically revealing this kind of black mesh underneath the shoe. And as well as that, it has this removable cage uh, towards the back of the heel. Um, very, very funky, very, very kind of futuristic looking um, shoe. Extra details you'll notice as well as if you look on the uh, insole of the shoe, you have mismatched branded insoles. But for me, I'm not a huge fan of the Blazer Low um, and Acronym have really kind of pushed the boat out with the design um, so much so that I don't think I would ever see myself wearing this. Um, I struggled with, say, the Sakai blazer lows and the additional paneling there um what acronym have done here with cutting holes in it and adding kind of big plastic cages on the back and it's, it's definitely not me i'm sure this is one of those shoes that someone's going to make look very very good on instagram but it definitely isn't going to be me um so tom we started with you last time so i'm going to throw it over to scott this time scott what are your opinions on this shoe oh no it's not great is it um I think it's one of those that it it could be better by just making some very slight tweaks. It's like you said, the cuts all over it. I don't quite get it. Um, it is tear away, but you don't need to make little cuts on it to represent things like that. You can just there there are plenty of shoes that are tear away. I mean the Union um, the Union Dunks that are coming out, they're tear away. Um, and you, you don't need to do things like this. The big metal cage at the back. Um, I mean, these shoes. Shoes are going to get heavier and heavier, aren't they? Like you've got that. That's going to surely. That's going to misbalance your foot. You're going to be dragging your heel all over the place. Um, well, you can, you like can that, remove um, it if you like. There are two. Can, there are two I, removable heel clips. So not only do you have the overheel clip that can be removed, but there is an under heel cage that can also be removed. So if you really wanted, this could just be a kind of maroon blazer low. Um, but yeah, for some people, yeah, they're going to want the funkiness. I think I like. I don't. To be fair, I don't mind it. It does look quite bulky, but I remember it was the undercover daybreak they did twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. Um, that yeah. was a shoe that I kind of ummed and ahed about, didn't ever pick them up. And then I saw some people wearing them and was like, damn, like, actually, they were quite nice on feet. I think this is a bit much, but I don't know what it is with this whole adding metal slash plastic panels to things. It's like I saw, a, was it, it might have been from Grail Circle or CAF earlier that they're making an Air Force One, but the swoosh is made up with a metal carabiner. Carabiner. Like what? Like why? What? <laughs> who's 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 asking for that? Um, and again, it must make the shoe really heavy. Um, yeah, they're not. They're not great. This is also the worst colorway out of the two. This maroon colorway is poor. Yeah, um, the other colorway being more just like a black and lime, and actually the black and lime yeah. doesn't look too bad. Again, I don't like all the features, but it, if you're picking the black and lime, it's a little bit more incognito um as much as you can get yeah. an incognito shoe with the fact it's got a bloody great big 
clamp on the back. But um, I did just realise that I didn't say the release date for this earlier before I pass over to Tom. The release date for this shoe is on the 10th of February for a recommended retail price of £125. But passing over to, to you, Tom, what do you think about these? I think I echo both your opinions on this. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I do like Blazer Lows in general. Um, so I don't have a picture in front of me, but I have, I have looked at it before and I'm very familiar with the features you mentioned. Um, if it's, I didn't know it was fully removable, um, tear away. So if it's fully tear away, like, I'd be tempted to just like, just like get you say, rid of it. Yeah, um, rid of it. yeah, just get rid of it and just have the, whatever the color is underneath. But again, the thing that stands out in my mind is that massive cage on the back. Like, do you really need that on a shoe? Um, yes, it's novel, and that's what um, that's what they do with their shoe. But again, it's like it's like the undercover daybreak that was previously mentioned. I have the yellow pair in them, and mm. I haven't wore, I haven't worn them because as much as they look nice on other people's feet, you just you just feel like a bit of a plonker wearing that on the back, and I can I can imagine that wearing a wearing a massive plastic cage on the back of your foot, you've got to have you've got to have a, an extreme level of style and fashion to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's um, this is definitely one of those. You're 100 percent right. Like this is one of those shoes that some people are going to make look really good. Like I'm going to yeah. I'm going to see some people wear this and it's going to look awful and I'm going to see other people wear yeah. this and think I wish I could wear it like that. It's like oh, yeah, the it's exactly. like, like, like the cause the cause Sakai blazer lows. I was watching a video mm-hmm. earlier of yeah. um uh, someone uh, BMXing in them and the way they styled it with kind of the baggy pants and the baggy t-shirt and I was like you're just a cool person like yeah. <laughs> I, I could never be that cool to rock these shoes, but you make them look them, good. Then people, yeah, yeah. then people that fall out of bed in the morning, and they just look good, and you're like yeah. spending hours trying to figure out what works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing though on this double down, and this is, I mean, I'll pose this question to both of you: Is this shoe worse than the Dunk Low Valentine's Day that's coming out? Oh, yes. Yeah. Re- really. Yes. That that frilly, bright pink. I mean, I've heard it called the stripper shoe, which is quite the compliment. Um, this is that. I'm just looking at Soul Supply now, and between the two of them, they're literally one underneath each other. And I genuinely, I I don't know which is worse. It was quite a week for double downs. It was it, that this was the difficulty. It was more picking the double ups and the sleepers. Double downs. There was quite a plethora of choices um, to pick from. But dear me, mm. those those Valentine's days need a mention as not a yeah. good release for Valentine's Day. Well, talking about dunks that might be able to kind of bring back our hope in dunks, uh, Scott, a little bit, um, is a, a, a silhouette or a version of the dunk that we have spoken about in previous episodes um, and we have given great praise to. And that is the Nike Dunk Low Scrap, this time in the grey haze colourway. Now, looking at this particular shoe, um, it is basically what, what looks like a predominantly kind of slightly creamy upper um, with uh, hints of what is more like a seafoam kind of green 
and uh, almost like a really pale pink over the top. Now, the shoe itself actually looks very, very similar to uh, a previous colorway that was uh, released for the Dunk Scrap, which was the Sea Glass, I do believe. Sea yeah. Glass, yeah. So very, very similar to that, but I would even say a little bit more pastelier. The Sea Glass was a little bit more kind of vibrant in the colors that were used, but very, very similar nonetheless. I really like this take on the Dunk with all the extra kind of panels over the top. I say panels, it doesn't really feel like panels. It's just the way the panels have been moved around a little bit. It doesn't feel like anything has been added to the shoe, but the way that the panels have been kind of moved around a little bit uh, just gives a Dunk that we have seen a thousand times a little bit of a revamp that I personally think um, is is quite cool. This is one that I do think looks better in the, the smaller sizes. So as you do start getting up to your 10s, your 11s, your 12s, it can be a little bit too much but the smaller sizes i think look really really nice but yeah overall i quite like these it's not something that i'm gonna pick myself which is why i've put it down as the the sleeper um this is something that with previous colorways of this shoe we have been able to walk into retail uh, retailers and we've been able to just pick up off the shelf but i do think if anyone this is one of those shoes we've spoken about it before if you want a dunk and you haven't been able to get a dunk something is wrong if you still can't get a dunk, this is going to be the one of the one of the pickups that you could have. Like this would look good. This is a nice looking shoe, and it's going to be something you can just buy without having to know about launches, without having to follow any pages. It's just something you're going to be able to walk into a size or an office or a, a kind of anything like that and be able to pick off uh, pick up the shelf um, but this shoe is releasing on the 9th of february for a recommended retail price of 100 pounds um tom you've uh, had previous colorways of this shoe and you have taken lots of nice pretty pictures of this uh silhouette in the past so what do you think yeah. about this particular shoe i like the idea of the scrap for one um like you said the moving around of the panels and stuff like that is good my kind of take on it when I first got hold of the previous pair was if a big collaborator had done that job, changed a few of the materials on the panels a little bit and whacked extra 50 quid on the price, they would have flown out because um, they are really comfortable and they are actually really good looking. Um, you look at some of Nike's iterations when they've changed an Air Max 90 or something like that and they haven't done it properly. You kind of think, okay, you could have done better on that one. But with for this one, it's almost like they've reinvigorated it, but no one's really getting on board with it. Um, if that makes any sense, that's just me wording. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely... Men, but, it's something um, that they're, they're putting something down that's really, really nice, but actually no one's picking yeah, it up. People are no looking left when they should be looking yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, um, that's it, that's it. yeah, perfectly well wording it. Um, so again, if you put... If, for example, the one I did, the previous one i just threw an off-white tag on there um from my off-white fives and stuck some extra laces in there and just put it up on the on instagram as a story the amount of people came back saying if virgil had done this if virgil had done that it was crazy um the new ones they're very they all are almost identical there's just a few panels different stuff like that um so i i am actually i, I quite like them i really do scott what's your opinion on these yeah i mean I'm I'm a big fan of the the dunk scrap. Um, I think they've they've done a really good take on the dunk. Um, it's very well done, and you can just walk into your local stores. I mean, my local size has just got them sat on shelves, 
Um, and it's very telling, like you said there, people not really looking at them, that yeah, yeah. they've always got like a couple of random sizes of dunks still sat on shelves, and like Jordan 1 lows and mids and stuff. And when I'm stood in there just kind of having a browse or talking to one of the guys there, um, you have people coming in and asking for dunks, and they never even bat an eyelid at these. They never ask. No. Um, it's always about the standard ones. And I think we've said this before where we the focus is it's not it's put on those kind of standards and the kind of the more classic looking and colorways of dunks and we say that you know maybe companies lean on their retros too much and don't give the new stuff air to breathe this is a really good example because i think if they'd have put a bit more marketing behind this mm-hmm. all you've got to do is put that original sea glass or even like the gray one that they did was almost like a shadow colorway put yep. that on the right celebrity and bang, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if Travis was caught wearing these, they're gone. Um, and all of a sudden, you'd have massive hype on them. Um, but there isn't that focus put on these. They're just kind of put out there. There they are, done. Um, but yeah, they're really good. They're really well done. The quality of them is really good. And it's something different, and it's something exciting. That's but... the thing I, That's the thing I really think with this, is that we were actually having this conversation, weren't we, with Danny last week, and we were saying about how when we were younger, and again, I hate saying that because I'm not old. Scott is like, we're, none of us are old here, but when I was <laughs> when I was in secondary school, or high school as you guys seem to call it, um, but when I was in secondary school, um, you couldn't be seen with the same shoe as someone else. And yeah. in, in a world where everyone wants dunks, but you also don't want to look like the person next to you, why not buy a dunk that is different to the person next to you? Like, yeah. this is a dunk that other yeah. people aren't wearing, so use this as a way of being an individual. But hey-ho. I'm glad to see that we all agree yeah. on it. I think overall, it's, it's, yeah. it's Nike have done something I, well here. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I mean, the, the reason that we kind of, me and Matt were butting heads is, in terms of shoes, there's some very interesting shoes releasing this week. And I know we mentioned the Valentine's has doubled down, but that Bad Bunny Forum is looking very good and needs a mention. And the Nike Air Trainer 1 is meant to be releasing next okay. week as well. And that's an interesting one because that everybody was going mad for it. It's releasing next week and there's been no talk. So, yeah, some good Air Max 90 GRs coming out as well. There's, there's, a, in, there's some very interesting pairs next week that is going to split opinion, which is why me and Matt were very much kind of one side or the other because they're very much i think all of these pairs are slightly marmite in a way mm-hmm. yeah well this is uh it's a good reason why it's my segment this week but um <laughs> if you like any of the shoes that we spoke about this week and you would like some lovely socks to accompany them uh, then make sure you go over and check out our good friends um, at tidy underscore tie-dye they have what seems like a gazillion uh, different uh, versions of socks and I don't know if any of you saw on their Instagram earlier on this week or last week um, uh, they have just released seven different uh, kind of six or seven different um, bleach uh, bleach colorways um, and that brown bleached colorway looks very very nice so uh, I, um, I would get yeah. on these bleach pairs because they they flew at crep city like we got there and there was none left and we were quite early like yeah these bleach pairs will fly so if you want them yeah get your order in quick but uh with that 
we are going to move on to our final segment of the podcast. And Tom, um, you have almost made it out alive for the yeah. second time. You've come back to face the Doubled Up podcast again. You've braved it for a second time and you've almost made it out alive again. Uh, we have one more challenge that is in front wow. of you and that is the dreaded rotation game. Okay, so Tom, uh, as I said, we have one more challenge for you. That challenge is the rotation game. Uh, what we do every single week is with our guests, we spend a little bit of time deep diving into their Instagram. We pull out 10 shoes oh. that they have either owned, do currently own, have taken pictures of, whatever it is. If it's on their Instagram, it's up for grabs. We put them into a series of 1v1 battles for you, Tom, to come up with a five-day rotation. So shortly, I'm okay. going to start presenting you with each round. All you need to tell me is which shoe you would rather take. Do you understand the rules of the game? I do. Okay, well, round one. Uh, we are starting off with the Battle of the Jordan 1s. Um, there's a, okay. a good amount of Jordan 1s on your page. So I thought I'd try and yeah. pick maybe a couple of pairs that came out last year to really see what people are thinking because we always put this out to the general public afterwards. So I want to kind of see what the, the public are thinking about these shoes as yeah. well. And we have the Jordan 1 High Bordeaux versus okay. the Jordan 1 High University Blue. Hmm... Um, that would be the Bordeaux for me. Okay, there wasn't much thinking there. Bordeaux. A no. lot of people were incredibly high on the University Blue. A lot of people calling it a very much a TikTok shoe, things like this. I think Scott yeah. and Caff, you guys <laughs> mentioned this in, in your all-star team yeah. at the end of 2021 and said that uh, it's, it's taking the inter internet by storm. But you're going for the Bordeaux. Very much a kind of I a, am, a, yeah. a, a take on a, a classic with the Midnight Navy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, had, I had the Midnight Navy. Um, but on the Bordeaux, the tongs sit um, a little bit different, and it, it fits a bit better for me. On the Midnight Navy, it was it was a leather back, a leather tongue, and it just it rode a little bit higher than the shoe should. And I think on the Jordan One, the tongue should be exactly level with the cuff of the shoe, and and on the Bordeaux, it does. So that it just works a little bit better for me. They're beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful shoe. Well. The Jordan 1 Bordeaux goes through. Um, round number two, we are going for the Battle of the Dunks. And seeing as uh, Scott has been bashing Dunks week on week on week for the last, uh, basically since the beginning of the year. Uh, I say week on week on week. We're on like week five of two, uh, 2022. So it's only been kind of five times that he's bashed them. But uh, we're taking it right back from when we started seeing the Dunk SP coming back full force with two classic colorways from 2020 the nike dunk low brazil versus mm -hmm. the nike dunk low st john's the red mm. and white versus the yellow and green for me it's the red and white all day okay um the brazils are nice they are they are really nice but i just love a red and white shoe um, yeah. Again, it, it, hark, it harks back to the Air Max One anniversary. It, uh, anything that's in red and white, just red and white, just works. Yeah, hey, yeah, I 
I, I kind of I, I want to say I agree with you. I agree with your statement about red and white. I'm going to disagree yeah. with you with the Brazil because I absolutely love that Brazil colorway <laughs> and I tried for them very very hard uh, in yeah. 2020 and unfortunately never owned a pair. But both very very good colorways when we were just seeing yeah. these collegiate colorways come back. So I think for yeah. a lot of people they would put them up there as some of the best of the SP dunks that we've had of the last few years. Um, but mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I already know the answer to the next round and I almost don't want to ask it because I know the answer to the next round based on conversations that we have had because round three is the Pata Air Max 1 Rush Maroon versus the Off-White Nike Dunk Low Lot 34. Oh, I'm going to go the off No, no, um, it's the Pata. The, The Pata Maroon by an absolute... Country mile. Uh, the minute um, earlier on you said, I really like the Maroons, yeah. I want to get rid of lot 34, I was like, wow, <laughs> round three fucked, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, not, not to take away, like I've said before, not to take away the, what the dunk is, but for me, the Pata, uh, the Maroon Air Max one is just, it's beautiful. Um, and it's, it's just better in every way. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Well, seeing as last time you were on this podcast, um, Tom, you were absolutely Yeezy mad. Um, So therefore, we had to throw in a Yeezy round, didn't we? Uh, Okay. Again, I kind of know what the answer is already, um, but I think that this is going to be a difficult one for the the listeners. Uh, We have the Yeezy 700 V3 um, Azeroth. So the the kind of yeah. blue tinted pair, yeah, versus the Yeezy three eighty Alien. Oh, Azareth for a buy, yeah. The Alien is um, it's comfortable, but the Azareth, the blue is just striking. It's it, I I personally think it's one of the best of the V three. Um, I think that is the best V three colorway. I, I'm I, I do think I think it is the best. I think at first I thought it was the OG. But actually, that yeah. Azareth, that is that blue works so well. Oh yeah, and yeah. I know that we were kind of at the time when that released, the Safflower released very shortly afterwards, yeah. and we were like, "Well, they're the same shoe, but one's blue and one's yellow." But that blue yeah. works so much better than oh, the yellow. It's so striking, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a striking blue. It it, it just yeah, it just works so much better than the Aliens. Uh, Scott's little heart is uh, aching right now. He does have a little. Uh, what, he I'm, has a love for I'm that alien. Big, he has a love for that alien. I do. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the V3. I, in terms of colorway, I think that's one of the better ones. I'm still. I still love that safflower colorway. I think yeah. that yellow is just. Be- it's very well done. It's like a, such a lovely shade. Um, but the yeah. alien is. Yeah, that's that's my favorite easy um, of all time to release. Uh, it's between that and the Wave Runner. I, but okay. between those two personally they're the ones that like i got rid of pretty much every easy in my collection the only one yeah. that's remained is the 380 okay okay well i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say that you're both wrong because it's the 700 v2 cream that came out last year that's the best easy that's ever released i but... do I, I, w- I would go as far as to say that that's up there in the in the in the god level ones because that is beautiful <laughs> But, um, but I never got I never got a chance, not even a sniff at that. Nah, okay, again, yeah, for me, it was never one that I was going to pick up at that time. Yeah. It was too expensive. But uh, yeah. moving on to round five, final round. Um, and I feel like you've kind of breezed through this, Tom. This has been, I've actually made this kind of easy for you, which I'm a little bit upset yeah. about. Um, we are going to go with another round of Jordans. Uh, we are going to go for the Jordan 1 Turbo Green 
versus I had to throw this in there because last time when we spoke to a good friend of the podcast, Leon Avery, he said that he actually sold you this shoe. So we're going to go for the Turbo Green versus the Jordan 1 Yellow Okra. Yellow Okra. Like, I don't uh, even need to think round. about that one. Yeah. Um, the Yellow Okra, as the minute I laid eyes on it, it was a shoe that I needed. And I didn't. It, we didn't actually do a sale. I, I traded the black Sakai LD waffles with him. Yes. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just beautiful. I love that whole, the whole pack, all four of them. Um, I'll never get out. I'll never get my hands on the other three, but because I haven't got that money to burn. But the yellow ochres are just, just beautiful. Well, to give you a little bit of a rundown on your five-day rotation, Tom, we have the Jordan 1 Bordeaux, the Nike Dunk yeah. Low SP St. John's, the Pata Air Max 1 Rush Maroon, the Yeezy 700 V3 Azeroth, and the Jordan 1 Yellow Okra couple of different some nice little colors in there you've got a little yeah. bit of leather you've got some comfort with the runners you've got some i mean some i'm gonna variety. say there's, there's quite a lot yeah. of red in there as well actually i'm just looking at it. you've got the bordeaux <laughs> you've got the saint john's and you've got the maroon so uh but nonetheless yeah. a good variety of reds but um, I'm happy with that. i mean I, I would be too if i was you that's a bloody good rotation <laughs> uh well tom Last thing for us to do is just say thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been an absolute blast catching up with you. Like I said, I'm sure we'll be able to uh, uh, pencil you in for your yeah. uh, 2022 roundup, uh, maybe early next year. But uh, for now, guys, all I'm going to do is say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore Sneaker Teacher. And Tom, plug away. Tell the world where they can find you and on all platforms. You can find me at uh, Tom underscore Woods KF on Instagram and kick frames on TikTok for any of the behind-the-scenes photography work. Thank you very much, guys. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. Take care. See ya.